0: You're listening to the Multiverse Podcast. Today, I'm out today, and we've got Scott and Steven on their own and talking
1: Star Trek. Enjoy.
0: I'm not used to that level of button pushing. That's very, very true.
1: All righty. We're laughing because this is our fourth swipe at this. Yeah. Jason is not with us. He's on special assignment. And, and, and you know. <laughs> His day job took him to uh, Europe, Budapest. Pest. However how you say that. However
0: you say that. So
1: we we decided we would get together, just Stephen and myself, like I've said, like i said many times, the Brit and the Brat.
0: Brit and the Brat.
1: We'll let you figure out who's who with that. Exactly. That's also a plug for the new who's who coming out. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not, not going to turn this into an infomercial.
0: So I'm going to have to repeat myself Of because you, you guys listening to this don't know this because... You're hearing this fresh for the first time. But I was playing kind of amusing trick on myself because I wanted to catch Scott off guard. And unfortunately, I've blown it because we're now in take four of recording tonight's podcast.
1: But for the record, he did catch me off guard.
0: I did catch him off guard. And what I had said to him was is that my family and I had just gotten a Paramount Plus subscription and that we were deep diving lower decks.
1: Which is just outstanding. Um this is this has been a uh, whirlwind topic at the shop. I've been <laughs> I've been bothering Mr. St. James for about a year to explore some of the Star Trek offerings because he is a old school diehard Star Trek fan like I am. Very fussy, and, old school diehard and well, fan. And you know, you get misled by bad productions. You're you're gonna you're gonna sit there and be a little hesitant. But I, I recommended, if anything, Lower Decks. And my advice to him was, if you can get through the first one, the yes. first episode, it'll grow on you. Yes. So tell me where you're at and how the whole family... Is it what the family's involved in this?
0: Yes, they are. So what happened was, is that I um, I had that in my mind, that because um, you had shown me the...
1: I, I the roped, crossover episode. I roped them into the Strange New Worlds lower deck live action.
0: Which was brilliant. And, and it was on my mind, and it was kind of on my mind. And the, the family tradition that, that we have is that we, we, we eat dinner together as a family. But, of course, we, we do it in that very modern Western world way where um, we all grab our food and sit on the couch and watch TV together as a family unit. Just what the Pilgrims had in mind, I'm sure. And we'll watch TV, and we'll we'll watch usually like a half-hour sitcom or something like that, because it's just something fun. It's just something we've always done. And I had this thought, like, I, I want to... I really want to give Lower Decks a go. And if I can sell my wife on it, then I should be able to get the kids involved. And so we we gave it a go and everybody loved it. And so we, we just, it's been every night. So this I'll is what we stand. do uh, at night. We have dinner and we watch, we watch an episode of this. And that's why we're in, we just started, I think, I think season three and I, it's, it's, it's okay. So this, this is, this is the fun thing about this is that what, what my good friend Scott has been trying as he, as he just mentioned, what he's been trying to do for a very long time now is get me to have a go with new star trek and i've and as we as he just said a few moments ago i'm quite the traditionalist quite a grumpy traditionalist actually when it comes to this stuff and i've been quite you look like you've got something to well, say, I was gonna say but,
1: but we share a lot of common ground we love a lot of the same episodes now yes. when you're over at my house a, a while back and i was on paramount and i showed we, we were watching an original series run I, you were quite startled at the cgi yes you, you yes did, you did not like uh, no and, and and for me you know i appreciate the original but i i kind of like watching shows sometimes that don't have shoestrings but i digress so right and 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 i will tell you I, I'm, folks, I, I've tried to tell him the entire story of Discovery just so he'd stay away from Discovery. That's where I'm. I just because I, I, I knew if he enjoyed Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks, he would be sold on that, and I could get him to watch the final season of Picard because right. that has been. If I'd started him on the first season of Picard, he would never have finished anything with paramount probably well
0: that was the thing because yeah. i did i watched the first episode of picard the first season the first season oh, okay. first so you, episode know. and i was like i don't know what this is but it's not star Trek. it's not my star trek yeah. damn it Man. and apart from the f-bomb and everything it just i'm like no this just i just didn't connect with it so here's the interesting thing that's happened so i i i've, I've always loved star trek and i have a real tether to it because it was something that my late father enjoyed and so whenever we watched when i when i was a little boy in florida we watched obviously the original series and when i moved to the states in 91 we we would watch next generation and which was was still yeah. in production at that point so it, it it was a nice little it's always been a, a nice little tether to me I've gone through periods where I've read, you know, comics and I've read novelizations. I've read a couple of original books set in that universe, but this was like ages and ages ago. I really don't remember them very well, but they were all original series stuff. I've always had a very fond place in my heart for all things Star Trek. But the problem with any kind of love affair that you have with an intellectual property is that once that property dies out you you can go back to the well and keep revisiting and but it's it's i don't know it's it just kind of loses its step there's only so many times i can watch the trouble with tribbles and not just sit there reciting lines okay so new star trek comes along i tried the first episode of picard and uh, no and i was like okay well i guess it's, it's not to be and it's the same feeling that i had when i went to see the force awakens i guess it's just not meant to be so lower decks start watching lower decks uh and I, i'm and i'm dogged
1: i, I will pester someone if, yeah, I, um, if, yeah, I, if yeah. I know because we have similar tastes and i know yes Absolutely. So I had to get that in because I just wanted. No, 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 and and quite right, and
0: well done. Your persistence <laughs> paid off. Um, the one of the criticisms that I've heard about Lower Decks is that it's not Star Trek. It's like uh, well, who's I'm, I'm not going to name the person. He knows who he is because he'll be listening to this. I'm sure. Who said it's more like? family guy than it is star trek and i was like okay and i kind of had that prejudice a little bit sight unseen because i'm like an animated series star trek that just seems i don't know it just is anyway what i'm happy to to have discovered is that that show is so star trek it is it is so very star trek I actually think it's more Star Trek than some of the other Star Trek shows that have come along. Even with the humor and the ridiculousness and the curveballs, man, I my, no one in my family was quite prepared for the when they're doing the the what is it the officers simulation tests? Oh yes. And they're doing the <laughs> naked time and you've got that one shot of Boimler with his legs up in the air and he's completely naked showing the world his unmentionables. Although there is a censorship bar well played. I, I i have two daughters and they just absolutely lost their minds over that. They they were all just laughing their asses off so hard and I'm sitting there like, Well, that's something even that I've never seen in Star Trek before. But it's so Star Trek. It really, really is. And and it's not the voices, although it it's kind of fun. Like like the one we the episode we watched last night is they go to Deep Space Nine. Okay. And yes. my wife and I, when we were first married, they were rerunning an episode of Deep Space Nine every night on whatever local channel it was in in Fort Lauderdale. And there was a time where she used to she was a bartender at the Olive Garden, so which has. Amazing perks like you get cheap Olive Garden food, so we ate Olive Garden like I don't know three four times a week. Um, And so what she would do is she would come home after a shift. She would have baked ziti and a white pizza for me, and we'd sit down and we would watch Deep Space Nine. And and she, my wife is not the biggest Star Trek fan in the world, but she she enjoys the the romanticism of it and the 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 characterization she quite she quite gets into that and she's never been a big next generation fan uh, or or any of the others really but there's something about deep space nine that really it's casablanca in space and she loved it and so we we started watching it. We went through the Dominion War and everything, and it was just, it was so much fun. So last night's episode, they're on Deep Space Nine. I kind of got this, like,
1: "Oh, they're at the Deep Space Nine. What, and, what, what should I do, sir? Park the ship? No, just keep going around, admiring the yeah, the I, pillars I, with awe, or how are that? Yes, <laughs> yes. And,
0: and it, that was so, it's just, that was just so much fun. And so, yeah, so we've been watching this and, and thoroughly enjoying it. And I, I've already said that, look, you know, once we clear through this, Strange New Worlds is, is, is going on, you know. And and I'm, I've gotten a thumbs up, like, well, we'll give it a go, you know. And just that, and it's it's really kind of, it's been quite funny. I, I bought a collection of Star Trek comics, the Year 5 okay. hardcover, because I thought, well, I'm, I'm kind of in such a Star Trek mood at the moment and that's that's how i know that it's it's working it's,
1: it's reached yeah you as your discretionary spending has yeah, has yeah, picked yeah. up a little bit it on-
0: just kind of i i like this stuff and 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 again and you i always had that internal debate you know there's there's the great internal debates about entertainment is it beatles or stones is it zeppelin or who is it star trek or star wars now as a kid, it was all about Star Wars. But never at the expense of Star Trek. And when I moved to England, I had Return of the Jedi, but then that kind of went away. But Star Trek, England has always quite enjoyed Star Trek. So the original series was always playing somewhere. And then when Next Generation came out, you had to have like a Sky subscription. It, you, you, you couldn't get it. The only way you could watch episodes... Is if you rented them on videotape from the local video shop. So I did. A, I did a little bit of that. But you know, if if a new movie came out, man, I was I was there. You know, and and I've always loved this stuff. So it's it's actually been really nice because like my mind is like, hey, let's you know my my kids are older now. They don't really remember any of this stuff. I'm like, we're totally going to be watching some Star Trek in this house over the next. You know. So there you go. One. Well,
1: and- I'll chime in on, you know, said person who says that, you know, Star Trek wasn't supposed to be funny or family guy or any of that. Yeah. I I want to challenge him that you might not have been a real Star Trek fan because we've talked about trouble with tribbles, tomorrow's yesterday. Yes. Star Trek can be funny without being slapstick. Yes. And, you know, the dynamics between Kirk, Spock, McCoy. Right the fact that those actors fell into those roles and you know they tweaked it to 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 meet their skill set i can just watch some outtakes of that oh yeah that's out the show and so when you move to you know when you move over to next generation you know patrick stewart's not known for his wahaha ha time but there's some snark yes. later on in the season so for lower decks it is it is a fun take on, yes, we're in this utopian society, but the toilets still have to be cleaned. Yes. There's still some kind of funk left over in the holodeck. <laughs> uh, there, there, are in, there are inappropriate what? relationships oh, between, between doctors and, and uh, the security guys. Oh, man. And, I've,
0: I've got to interject there real quick. Me. So, So one of the episodes, I don't know if it was – the deep space time one or the one before? No, it was. There's one of the swankier living quarters on the first level is opened up. Oh yes, and the so, contest. So so the the Delta crew, who hate the what are, what are the lower decks? Are they the Beta crew? I think they're. I the, yeah, I think they're the Beta team, and so they're they don't like each other. So they they're kind of both seeing what they can do to try and get this room anyway so at one point and it's a little bit of a riff on first contact where they when they're trying to get away from the borg and they went into the holodeck and activated the 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 picard nightclub 1940s thing (laughs) and there's a is a little bit of it because there's so many little nods and and winks and homages to old star trek stuff that's actually a lot of fun to kind of oh i know what they're doing here and it turns out that Shax the is that the guy's name the bajoran security yeah, guy so,
1: yeah.
0: and the the cat woman the doctor the doctor have got this kind of crazed fantasy where they're bonnie and clyde and i've got <laughs> to say it but Shax is the sort of the big tough bajoring guy, and he's kind of losing his cool. He's getting upset, and this cat doctor, she's like, says some some line about, do you do you want to like come and you know suckle on my teat for a while or something like that? And again, you know, my kids are just like, what the heck, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, this is so bizarre. But that, but Scott, you're absolutely right because, you know, there were strange relationships that this was going on and so what happened is so one of the episodes that we watched is when Rutherford and the other engineering guy who's got the mustache who oh. found out he's like the actually prince? Yes. the prince yeah. they go to this planet and they they're sent down to interact with the, the locals and they're all orange skinned white haired yes. people and they, they kind of live this hedonistic lifestyle Meanwhile, Mariner and the first, officer. the first officer have got to fix the thing anyway. Yeah, they're up in the elevator. and uh, the, elevator. the whole
1: thing is, well, I, I, we're not engineers. We should be down there in first contact. And you sent the engineers down there. That's right. Us. They're
0: trying to mix it up. But anyway, so I'm watching this and I'm like, these orange-skinned, white-haired uh, aliens. I'm like, I, I wonder if I've seen these before. I know what they're from. So at the end of the episode, I queued up, because Paramount Plus, it's all there, the original series episode, The Apple. Yes. Okay, so it turns out, although in The Apple, they are orange-skinned, white-haired aliens, it's not the same race, but I, species or what have you, but there's a thing. Anyway, my girls just laughed their asses off the absurdity of, the, of, of that episode. And there's there's a moment where there's a red shirt, a sexy blonde red shirt. She's going to live. The the guy red shirt, he's going to die because, of course. And Chekhov is, like, making some serious moves on her. And and my, it's like, yep. oh, so they, my girls are like, oh, so they used to do this in the old show, too. They're always, like, having little trysts and things. I'm like, yes, yes. that's that's that's
1: exactly right. That's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is it. That's it. You got it.
1: Referencing throwbacks, when they show up to the planet that Landru was running, and yeah, they the Tos group had got them off the Landru. Yeah, and then they're back on it. And they show up, and Mariners. Like, look, you just can't. You, what? You're just worshiping me again. We we came back a hundred years ago. Kirk fixed this for it Yeah, but we all like the we all like the murdering and all that. Hell, Landru. No, no, we can't do that. And, we, and when Jeffrey Combs comes back. Right. And does... Have you gotten to hear him do no. some of the Okay, there's some murder bots that he gets to do. There's a whole manic, AI-gone-crazy okay. storyline that goes from... Oh, the, no, I, I did see that. Yes, yes. There's, yes. A, there's an a, a Necocom peanut hamper, and her story cr- ends up crossing over with Combs, and just this past week, they had a follow-up episode okay. of... You know, Starfleet doesn't want to deactivate insane AI, so they're in a rehabilitation center, going through therapy. Outstanding. And that, what's good for those diehards, are like, I don't, I don't need silliness in my in 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 my Star Trek. I I beg to differ. You go back to Deep Space Nine, just the, wharf's bachelor party. Yes. Now Dax's, bridal shower. Right. The only difference to me is that it's not serialized and it's animated. Right. Because the Strange New Worlds has shown you that if I put live-action, lower-decks people who, God bless them for grabbing every, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. setting that all up, they could pull a you know, other than the guy that plays the first offer, they could pull a show off with live-action yes. versions of those. That's and right. I love the little, just always making references, because when Star Trek fans get together... And they're having a good time we all shoot one-liners yes that we've heard from there we make geek reference i don't think that's with for comics doctor who fans and all that but in this case you you have those people writing this show yes and the new season actually has kind of an almost serious storyline they're still it's still the silly crew it's and to me people bag on the first season of lower decks in some ways everyone hates the first season of next gen everybody despised the first deep season of Deep Space Nine yeah. you know they go back and Voyager we hate it because it's not our trek, but it is very much our yes, track yes that's right um,
0: you gotta give it a chance to kind of and, find it's groove
1: even Discovery which wears on my last nerve <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch this just for it. Um, the- but it gave us Anson Mount and Ethan Peck's Spock and Pike Right, so 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 you the second season you got to see that, and they were so impressive that they get. You know, that's how we got strange new world. So I say thank you to Discovery. And I know right. there's Discovery fans out there because, like we've talked about on this channel before, this is someone's first Spider-Man. This is someone's first Discovery is somebody's first Star Trek. Yes. Someone saw the little girl from Walking Dead show up as the main character over here. Someone is a Doug Jones fan. You know. Yeah. Right. Sure. And and so you followed him into that show and something something grabbed you Right. Uh, once again when i say not my trek, it's not my pref- what should be not my preferred track but after you watch it everyone has you know you know the ugly cousin that only shows up at christmas and steals all the silverware
0: <laughs> oh you have uh, one of those
1: too oh uh, we all you know who <laughs> we does all got one yeah but you know going back just to lower decks the have you seen the episode where you get to see all the other species lower decks where no. the Klingons you're gonna be oh out, yes you're, oh they, my gosh that, yes the Klingons the Vulcans you know, yes. it, and, and they keep up with that at some point you get a Ferengi the Borg oh, at the end of that was the just, Vulcan uh, ship was, yes.
0: was brilliant because you've got that one female officer who's she's gonna kind of do this her own way and she's getting she's getting into st- the the Vulcan equivalent of of, trouble. of yeah. trouble and snot conversations with her commanding officers. But because they're Vulcan, everything they say is at the exact same pitch. There's no raising of the voice, there's no lowering, there's no anger, there's no humor, there's no, it's all at the same pitch. And so it's it's I just thought that was really clever and and, and it was quite funny as well because you gotta think like, wow, this is this is a Vulcan losing losing his temper with another Vulcan. <laughs> and unless you're really paying attention to the choice of words, you'd never know it. Because there's no emotional <laughs> display whatsoever. And I thought that was brilliant. But no, I it's it's very, very Star Trek. And you know, his kind of a thought that occurred to me because I was um I was chatting with one of my daughters about this and i was saying that you know it's it's kind of relit you know it it relit a pilot light that had kind of blown out some some time ago and and i said you know it's it's funny because star wars i i've seen the new movies i watched the first series of mandalorian and i've kind of dipped in and out in some of the other bits and pieces and i can admire the technical feat i can admire the quality I can. There's a lot of things I can admire, but the one thing I've yet to find is the heart. Now, Mandalorian probably comes closest, but I know they're like in season three, I think now, or they no, did yeah. third season. I I'm not, I don't feel the pull. It's like, oh, I've got to make sure I watch season two, and and it's not a slight to anyone who loves this stuff at all, because that's it's one thing we 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 see here every time we're in the multiverse in the shop, is. You know, people love what they love, and there's a fandom for everybody. You know, and and that's absolutely brilliant. But Star Wars, it, it's like so many other things; it can become somebody else's passion. It, if it moves away, it it's, it can stop being yours and become somebody else's. And you can take that kind of reactionary. Well, it's not my Star Wars anymore, or you can just say, "Hey." It's, it's not my star wars anymore and and there's nothing wrong with that the talk about star wars when it when mandalorian was coming out is was this idea that oh it's a vast universe and we can tell all kinds of different stories yeah but star trek actually did that 30 years ago with deep space nine and and i remember at the time that was one of the biggest criticisms was well hang on this isn't star trek there no, no ship there's there's no ship why why aren't they exploring you know, and, and and okay, oh, they get the defiant. Oh, now they're going to do it. You know, no, it was something different, but in that world, yeah. and and I, I really liked the idea that there would be different approaches. So, again, a comedy show, an animated show, sure, why not? It works.
1: And, and you know, my take on what you were saying about that as well. I go back and rewatch Deep Season 9 more than I watch. Next gen, yeah, and, and in a lot of ways because I enjoy, I, I love, I even love Enterprise. I know there's some people out there that throwing rocks, cussing a lot. <laughs> I I enjoyed Enterprise for what it was. I always criticized it because there, the you couldn't add a sense of suspense. Who are who are these guys in the ship that turns invisible and they're pointing at those Romulans? Those Romulans are right. all, yeah. all Romulans. I mean, you couldn't, you could you can only play dumb with that to the audience for so so long and and sometimes when they introduced them you know they they played up one aspect of you know the shadowy who are these but you all knew i think that's why deep space Nine needed the dominion and jim hadar and all of that Mm. because you know you're going to another sector of space and coming back through this wormhole you can't have klingon 2.0
0: you can't have
1: <laughs> Romulan two right. So you got a shapeshifter, and, and I don't know. Though I know the Dominion War, and some people say it flies in the face of what Gene Roddenberry had in mind. And I, I enjoy the idea, Gene's idea that Earth made it is is a good idea. Yes. Earth made it. Yes, and, you know, and I think every decade needs a Star Trek. You know, yeah. Time's going on in the world right now. We need we yeah, need something to I give us a little hope. But if you if we went out and found Vulcans or guys with ridges on their head and uh, all of that, as enlightened as we'd like to think humanity is, there would be discourse. There would be Yes. There would be misunderstandings. There'd be alliances. There'd be there'd be all these sneaky things. Deep Space Nine to me was more human. Yes, it was more. I mean, everything talks about humanity on the. You know, Next Generation was all humanity. We found we we found the way to cure those those people who were addicted to this drug. We might have shut that because lower decks went back to the planets with the two dueling drug dealers. Right, you know, they went back and visited the duel. You know, the customers and the drug dealers. Okay, from season one of Next Gen, where. You know they get back and they're like oh look they're still addicted to exercise <laughs> or something like that um you know in voyager janeway straight up killed tuvix you know oh uh, gosh uh, right know, and yeah we're, we're not gonna get too different i mean she straight up yeah i mean that yeah, was she did that, that and and we <clears throat> i don't know if there's a lower decks reference to that eventually they, they touch on all of this right but for me, if I if, if you had to look at me and say, out of the original group, you could keep you could keep TOS. You know, you got Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, and the Landmade series, <coughs> you only get to keep one group of stories. It's Deep Space Nine. I love all the other characters, love all the other universes. But for me, the idea of all these—not aliens, mm. but different cultures with different belief systems. The Federation has to deal with the Ferengi, yeah. who are the ultimate capitalists. Right. They have to deal with the Bajorans, which are the ultimate in religion and faith. Yeah. And and you know, all, you know, I don't know, I don't know what European country they were basing there. Yeah, we're 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 very religious, but we're also freedom fighters. You know, I don't know where you. Where you can, because there's so many examples. There, of what that Well, could be. yeah,
0: I, and and you know, it's. I, I'll tell you, and I and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I I think it's it's the. I think it would be the wise thing to say, especially where we are just at the moment. There's a game you can play, because I've played it, where you try and figure out who the various races in Star Trek are.
1: Oh, who the based okay. yes,
0: and. That's all I'm going to say, and we're not going to do that now because that could be a fun nerd parlor game thirty years ago. Now, someone's going to take it the wrong way and going to get upset. Yeah. So we're not going to do that. Sorry, kids. See but you,
1: me. But if you go find it on your own, we're completely if you, yeah, yeah. If, if you go find it on your own,
0: that's that. right. Because yeah, there there are some archetypes there. There are some some cultural and and when you kind of. If you if you see it the way that I've seen it and you map it out, it's like, oh yeah, that makes perfect yeah. sense. Okay, so right, okay. But anyway, no, it, it it is, and and you're absolutely right. It's 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 it does the thing that that science fiction does best, and there. I think it's actually on. Oh, this is such a nerdy thing to admit, but if you get a hold of they re-released the soundtrack to Star Trek Motion Picture a few years ago as a double CD and so disc one was obviously Jerry Goldsmith's score which is my favorite not only is it my favorite Star Trek score but it's actually with the exception of possibly Chinatown is my favorite Goldsmith score I, I can listen to that Anytime. time i love it's one of the reasons why i actually quite i have quite a fondness for the motion picture and i appreciate that puts me in a in small company but and the second disc i don't know where this audio track came from i i suspect maybe it was like a record that came out whatever but basically it's it's interviews with with gene roddenberry and there's an interview with Gene Roddenberry interviewing DeForest Kelly, and there's uh there's a bit from I guess the Star Trek convention. This is all back in the 1970s, and and it's it's kind of interesting. There's some interest, you know, DeForest Kelly talks about, you know, what he thinks about what medicine will be like in the future, and and so on and so forth. And it's quite interesting. And in one of these, they talk about how I think it's one of the convention speeches that Gene Roddenberry gets. And he's talking about how science fiction is really the only entertainment genre left or 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 available to us, perhaps is a better way of putting it, that allows you to kind of explore societal issues very true. Under the guise of look, you can look you can watch the episode where the the black on the left side and the white on the right side people are trying to find that white on the right side or black on the I'm, I'm probably just well, screwed that up the
1: battle f- let episode. that be your last let, battlefield yes.
0: okay you can watch that and just go ah well that's kind of a groovy weird funky 60s science fiction thing or you can watch it and go oh I know exactly what they're talking about here and they're, they're talking about racial divides and that's obviously this is late 1960s Civil rights movement is is in full swing. This this has got some this has got some weight to it. I remember the episode of Next Generation where Riker. You're gonna have to help me with this one, Scott. Okay. It's the episode where Riker. He has a relationship with an alien woman.
1: Is it the asexual? The, yeah. I'll see where I can come up with that episode. Yeah, and
0: and again you could just take it at face value and just go oh, that's so that was you know that's that's what they did on the show this week or you can look at it as this is a very very early attempt to introduce maybe non-binary thinking or some the, uh, an alternative
1: it's called the outcast
0: the outcast
1: that's it Rocker falls in love with Soren a member of an androgynous race. Which finds gender spe- gender spe- specifically unacceptable, right? And I remember when that episode
0: came out because there were there were a couple of people that I knew who were real Star Trek fans who really had a problem with that episode because it it pulled the the loose sh- pulled the string too close pulled to the, the our- string a little too close to their own feelings about it, that world just that world exactly. And it's like, okay, well, you know, in, look, in the first episode of Next Generation, look very closely, you're going to see a guy walking around in a miniskirt. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But it's there's, Star Trek is a huge, huge toy box. And there's so much you can do with it. And so, yeah, I'm like, I'm just loving this.
1: Well, well and when I... You know, and I've heard Gene say many times that science fiction is the way to tell stories that you can't tell any any other way. Sometimes I get sad that we as a society have to be tricked <laughs> to go down those roads. I mean it's it's, it's yeah? like, it, I mean it is it, it is similar to hiding the pill and the peanut butter to give it to the dog. It it certainly uh, is. And and not trying to use this podcast to serve to say to you know fix world problems because that's that's not
0: that's the other show
1: that's yeah that's the that's the daylight show but star trek has meant has been a big part of my life my sister's life and what i wanted to get back to is something you said a couple times you know back back in the day everyone talks about when you interview star trek fans my family and i sat around and watched this and you know I, be, I wanted to be a doctor or an engineer because of star trek you know michelle nichols had many young ladies come up to her and all this the fact that your family and i know your family fairly well and they all have diverse interests but that the fact that we can y'all can get together and watch that show you're building upon the tradition yes that star trek started absolutely even though it's a little different we don't eat at the table then go over we're all sitting there munching out and yeah, it it bonds my sister and I yeah and I, I really can't really get money me the me and my daughters I got five not interested in that. our our bonding experience is the marvel movies right same thing with the grandkids and Rick and Morty don't judge but you know to hear it it tickles my heart and I know if gene for all his flaws and you know everything about him you know he was just a he was just a man if you heard you say that. My family and I get together, then, and he's you know, got to hear it in different iterations. It would just tickle him to death because it's no matter where you're consuming your content, right? No matter William Shatner, Patrick Stewart, you know, Avery Brooks, Mulgur, Kate Mulgrew, Scott Bakula, y'all are together. Yes, you're communing with this. Now, what I wanted, I'm going to put this on, Mr. St. James. Is oh, that when, yeah, since since you surprised me? Right here we go. I want a follow up show when we are done with Strange New Worlds. Got it. And then we'll put a third one. And it doesn't have to be Card Season One. No, but no, be, but season three because it pulls at that next gen. Even though it's admittedly not our next gen, but it is. Okay, you got it. That's we can that's do that. that's really. I'm putting it out now where, I mean, it it's so much fun to talk Star Trek. It is, and and I haven't done that in, in so long. And this is a guy who's, my first episode was Spock's brain, and I kept going after <laughs> that. But, uh, you know, uh, when I was a kid, what got me about Spock's brain was that all those girls were in satin dresses with little go-go boots, and, you know, when you're eight or nine, that's... That holds your interest. I swear, was that Linda Carter that was in there? I was don't that know, um, but I don't look that, but that you know, that's what caught my interest at first, and
0: I I like the I like the idea. <laughs> it's, it's just that's all I can think about right now is <laughs> is the it's I tell you what it is, it's the it's shore leave, at the end of shore leave, there's because they think McCoy is dead, yep, and then he comes back. And he's trying to explain to them, they, Jim, they've got this, they got this great thing underground, and it's just amazing. And you got to come look at it because we never see it. And McCoy is standing there, and he's got two two girls on. You've got a girl on each arm, and they're wearing this kind of like, one is orange, and I think the other one is blue, and it's like this really bizarre. Shag carpet thing that's just barely covering their their unmentionables, and I'm just like, this is wow, the future. Whoa, you know, in the future, this is I okay, and and I I know this left an impression on on young on the younger version of me, but then it's it's all but it's all part and parcel of the idea that wouldn't it be nice if we could just get rid of all the bullshit. And actually, just have fun with our lives, yeah. and that's what it is. So, you know, and that doesn't sit well with ev- with everyone. And skirt around that some of the specifics on this, but we did have a Star Trek conversation not too long ago. We did when we fi- when we discovered that we could call it utopia, but somebody else might refer to it as communism. And we'll leave it at that. But it's just interesting how different people can watch something like that and come away with it, come away from it with it like, well, that seems really, but you can't make money. You can't, well, you know. Well, well, you, you can if you're a Ferengi. That whole, that whole culture is right there for you to visit. I mean, they could seriously do with some dental hygiene, but it's 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 not gone, it's there. But it's just the idea that, you know... And look, here we are. It's I don't know when this episode is going to air. It's October 14th. We've got all sorts of crisis going on in Europe. And now we've got crisis going on in the, in the Middle East. And yeah, it, it is, I think it's very, very important. Especially when it comes to whatever escapism that you you're, you need. That it gives you a sense of hope that... You know, I'm just going to put some faith in the fact that one day we'll get past all this nonsense and we can actually maybe come together and do and just live fun lives. And fun in Star Trek means exploring and gadgets and scantily clad females. Okay, look, that maybe, might not be everyone's cup of tea. Maybe green-skinned, you don't
1: maybe know. Maybe green-skinned.
0: What I'm saying is open, having an open mind... And yeah, I totally subscribe to that whole iDick thing, and, and there you go. So no, this has just been an absolute, I actually think, yeah, you're right, got, I think Gene Roddenberry would be laughing his ass off at Lower Decks, and, yeah. it, would, and, it, and it would get the, the Great Bird of the Galaxy's you know, thumb of, of approval. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the cameos, I'm enjoying, you know, they've got to get Sulu, in, and George Takei's got to show up at some point.
1: No spoilers.
0: Okay, but fine.
1: there, but there, there is a. There's actually a nod to, to Kay and his. Relationship with William Shatner.
0: I can't wait.
1: And it's just a very and, and of course Boimer's involved in it because he'd have to be.
0: Of course, brilliant. And,
1: and you know when I look at him, he is all of us Star Trek fans. Oh, he is. Oh, and, he absolutely and, is. I, I mean, and, yes. and that may not be a startling revelation to anybody. But I've got friends that are like, oh, I'm more like, you know, I, I identify with Mariner. I identify with this. Or I identify with Riker. If we're being honest with ourselves. We're all Bormula. We're, we're all him. Oh, absolutely. And, and if we showed up on NCC 1701 with Christopher Pike, we would stammer and stutter. Oh, absolutely and all, we would. All, and, and, you know.
0: I what love you know? the the. – he's got that Tom Paris plate. Oh, oh Rolling through the man. Jeffers tube and it's just all he can do not to not he's got that plate and he wants i think he wants to get it signed, get and, get it signed. And, and you know as comic oh, book fans man. as
1: well i mean it appeals to both who who of us have not stood in line way too long and paid too much for an autograph for somebody who appreciates our fandom but wouldn't know our name or recognize or if they saw us on the street and we were charging them they call the cops
0: so. i i'm i confess I and unfortunately this 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 did not survive the 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 mysterious Georgia tornado but I had a UK quad movie poster. Okay so American movie posters vertical British movie posters are horizontal and they call these they call them quads. And I had a quad an original quad for Wrath of Khan. And it had it was only four-fifths. The The poster, if you can kind of picture this, if you divided it into horizontal stripes at four-fifths, the top fifth was blank. And the reason why it was blank is because that would allow the local movie theater to write on the top the date of when that movie was going to be playing at that movie theater. Okay. So I had this quad, and I... I got it in person. I, I, I had autographs from TK and Walter Koenig and Michelle Nichols, a friend of mine who used to run an organize Star Trek conventions, very kindly put it in front of James Doohan right before he passed away. and but obviously the the DeForest Kelly, unfortunately, he, 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 he and I remember going to I think it was a Dragon con in Atlanta, and Shatner and Nimoy were there. And I was going to get them to sign it. And something happened that day. And I was in such a terrible mood. And I was, oh, I'm just not going to go and do this. And I've regretted it ever since. Of course, the poster is now long gone too. But but there is, but that's it. it. There is something about meeting yeah. some of these people. And, and and the the gentleman who plays Tom Paris, I actually volunteered at a Star Trek convention for this, this guy I was friends with and And I said, "You know i'll he was like, "Look, if you come along and help us run the show, I'll get you in for free." I was like, "Oh brilliant okay my my wife was incredibly pregnant with 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 our first order and and I said, "So what do you want me to do?" And he goes, Well, he said, here sit here and and, and help keep the line moving And I sat down and i had I really should know their names. But Tom, the act the actor who played Tom Paris. Robert Patrick Duncan. McNeil McNeil, McNeil something like that. He was on my left and William Sanderson, who plays it was his first Star Trek convention. He plays the section thirty one guy.
1: Okay, so Paris is Robin Robert Duncan McNeil. Robert Duncan McNeil. Lovely man. He he so you're talking about the guy are you talking about the, the section thirty one? You're talking about the guy who played Sloan?
0: yes okay yes william sanderson i yeah. think his name and he was on my right and i quite like sanderson because he he's been in a few movies he was in shawshank he's been, he's, yeah, he's been in redemption he's he, he in the green Mile, yeah. and uh, yeah Sa- william sadler god i'm terrible with names anyway he was quite nervous because like, it was his first Star Trek convention, and he was kind of freaked out because... And Star Trek fans can be kind of overwhelming. Yes, they can. You know. What was funny is people kept bringing up photos that they would had made because he was the villain in Die Hard 2, and there's a sequence in the beginning where That's he's right. naked and he's doing karate moves or something. And and women kept bringing that well, printout yeah. of that for him to sign and he was like, okay, uh-huh, okay, okay. Here we go. But uh, Mr. McNeil was an absolute delight. He was, a, he was a pro doing these shows, and I sat down and he stood, "Hey, I'm
1: you know,
0: Arara, how are you? How, oh, what are you doing? Blah, blah blah blah. Just you know, lovely man, Absolutely lovely man. And, and, uh, but, and
1: I think the Star Trek family has done a great job of welcoming in new actors and training them on how to behave because it is very consistent. Wow, yeah The only one that's the wild card. Is Shatner? Yes. I mean, he's not really rude. No, you just but, don't know what you're gonna get. But 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 he's got to have his own wing. He's got to go do it. I remember here in Dallas a couple of years back, all the Next Generation cast, with the exception of Will Wheaton, showed up, and Denise Crosby was here. Oh, nice. And Shatner was the MC. Right. And he had to be. Right. And. A lot of times he would ask comparative questions between the Tos group and the next gen, and you kind of just—they were polite. I'm sure they all—they all like Bill, but you could see a couple of times. I'm—I'm sorry, Um, you know, Brent Spiner and oh God, Jordy LaForge. How am I? How am I now? Oh, Lavar Burton. Lavar Burton. You know they're good. It would be like you and me up there on stage. Yes. Because there's some looks that cross their faces. (laughs) That, you know, for one guy that was in Roots and the other one that has done, you know, Broadway, all this, y'all couldn't mask. Right. The, oh, there goes Bill. There we go. You know, Sir Patrick had his stuff together. Denise was just bored. And, uh, you know, there's times that Marina looked like she just really wanted to hit people with a stick. But... I lo- you know. I- I've always had a very positive experience when I meet these guys yeah. out in the wild like that, and I think they go through a camp. They have to.
0: Because- so, I'll tell you, Sonny. We're gonna now, wrap this up. Right? So, so there, there's been an ongoing joke in my family for for quite quite a few years because we were at one of these uh, Dragon Con conventions, just like twenty years ago and we had stayed at the hotel and we were down in the, they have a restaurant, I forget which Marriott it was, and having breakfast. And I can't remember who it was. One of us, it might've been in me, actually. It might have been me. Somebody had gone up to get some food and was walking back to the table and happened to walk past Walter Koenig, who was seated at, at one of the tables in this restaurant.
1: I know this story this is a lot of fun
0: and i don't know what aftershave mr koenig wears <laughs> but it was amazing and i i got i think it was me actually and i sat down to my wife and my my daughter's godfather is there george and a friend of his and we're you know and i'm like you know man check off just smells amazing amazing guys you've got to you know you know that thing you've seen in a, in a million tv shows don't look you see it's somebody over there don't look and then they'll kind of look well this was a version of that only this was you got to walk past him don't make it really obvious that you're smelling him because that's going to be kind of creepy and he's probably going to call security <laughs> but if you get a just kind of glance in there and take a take a whiff because he smells amazing and we all did and we were all like, this is just, this is absolutely fantastic. And years later in, in England, I was working in a, for a company and I, I told them this story. And one of the young lads there, he I came into work the next day, and he had gone on Photoshop or something, and he had this picture of Chekhov when he, in when he's young and a bottle of perfume. And he'd redone the font and everything, and it says Chekhov poor home. <laughs> and I'm like, I wish I could find this stuff. Because so. If, in if there's any crazy crazy way that this podcast should ever find itself creeping into the ears of the aforementioned Mr. Walter Koenig not to be creepy but I'd love to know what you
1: were wearing man cuz you smelled <laughs> amazing anyway and there we go folks for there we go for our long overdue star trek star
0: trek I'm I'm back in the game and uh, boldly going where others
1: go have, have quite regularly
0: been, but you know
1: not, not saying that you should listen to me six months ago but hey it makes good, it makes good content for today kids doesn't it and that'll be the last word
0: <laughs> next time thanks for listening to the Multiverse
1: Podcast if you'd like to join us in person you can do that at the multiverse in hearst texas it's our brick and mortar store if you would like to join us online and shop our store there you can do that at multiverse.shop www.multiverse.shop thanks for sticking with us do us a favor review us like us all the things that you do and all the places that you do them it helps us out quite a bit thanks so much see you next time